0: You are listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From August 11, 2019 at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. The text is Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9, New Revised Standard Version. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and the God of peace will be with you. Welcome to week two of my four-part series that I'm calling The Four Secrets of Life Abundant. But here's a clue. They're not really secrets. They're right there in the Bible. Last week, if you were here, we talked about the pathway to peace. And I'm basing this whole series on one of my favorite verses of Scripture from John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus said, the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, Jesus told his followers. Abundant life. Sounds nice, doesn't it? In fact, I think all of us, most everybody I know, wants something akin to abundant life. Happiness, joy, Marketers know this. Joel Olstein, famous mega preacher, 2014, he released a book off this theme. He called it Your Best Life Now. The book reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list. It stayed um, on the list for over two years. He sold over eight million copies of that book. It's in every form. It's in hardback, it's in paperback, it's in audio book. There's spin-offs. there's journals, and there's several devotionals, there's a calendar. And for the low, low price of $28.95, you too can have your very own copy of Joel Osteen's Your Best Life Now board game. <laughs> now, I'm not knocking Joel Osteen. In fact, I wish I'd thought of it. Marketers know that everybody wants to be happy. My kids, they love their happy meals. My husband and I, we love our happy hours. <laughs> Even Thomas Jefferson, one of our founding fathers, knew that this, was, that this was what it was about. How did it go in the Declaration of Independence? He appropriated this most famous line, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of what? The pursuit of happiness. Everybody wants to be happy. And so last week we talked about the pathway to peace, And I suggested that a pathway to peace is to banish worry and embrace peace. And this week we're talking about the journey to joy, that kind of enduring happiness. Not a fleeting feeling, but a a lifestyle of, of joy. And I'm basing it off of, continuing to base this off of Paul's letter to his dear friends in Philippi. So last week, I'll remind you, because these are short passages here. So last week, Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to say the passage for this week. I'm calling this the journey to joy. He says, finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now, think about the situation from which Paul is writing. He is not hanging out on the beach on the coastline of Greece. He's not up on some mountaintop retreat. Do you remember where I told you last week Paul was writing from? He's writing from prison. He's writing from prison, and yet of all of his 13 letters that we have today, they say that The book of Philippians, the letter to the church at Philippi, is his most joyful book. That in some way or form, he references joy in some form or fashion 16 times. This is a happy letter. Did Paul choose his circumstance? Did Paul want to be in prison? No. But he's choosing his attitude and so I want to suggest to you today that though you may not choose your circumstance, whatever it is you're dealing with now or whatever you deal with tomorrow or next week, you may not choose that. That's how life goes. And though, even though you might not choose your circumstance, you still have choice within that because you can choose your Attitude. A few years ago, a dear friend of mine, she was a parishioner at my previous church. She went to the doctor, and the doctor came back and told her that, well, there's a little spot on your pancreas. This friend of mine just oozes joy. She didn't have a beautiful upbringing. Her mother was not a great mother. But she was one of those people you love to be around because she was just always joyful, not happy, not the insincere sort of happiness that people fake being happy. You can tell the difference, right? No, this was she was sincerely joyful. And after the doctor found this spot on her pancreas, she posted on Facebook, and I kept this. Here's what she wrote. She said, Dear friends, thanks to many of you who are already lifting prayers on my behalf. With many silver linings to report, despite this time of uncertainty, a tumor has been found on my pancreas. We are still in fact-finding mode as doctors determine more information and a course of treatment. I am a cancer survivor. This is a little more frightening, but at the same time, I feel wrapped in God's care and goodness. I have found him to be very present and reassuring. Stuart, that's her husband, Stewart is learning to cook just in case he has to take charge, and that has brought such joy. I feel like I'm watching a play, she writes. He's been precious and supportive, and we ask for your prayers and positive thoughts, and we send you all a big hug of thanks. Paul didn't choose prison, and Renee certainly didn't choose to have a tumor on her Pancreas, but both of them somehow, despite this terrible circumstance, they chose joy. A few years back, my youngest son, when he was just an infant, I don't know, five months old, how is it when babies learn how to roll over? Four or five months old, maybe? How old? Is that about right? Okay. Four or five months old, he had just learned to roll, right? Before that, he had little choice in his circumstance. He ate what we fed him, and he would stay where we put him. But now, he could roll. And so I uh, was home with him by myself, and I had to take a shower. And I did one of those showers, you know, that a, a young mother of an infant takes. It's like 30 seconds. You're like, all right, you've got to get out. I had placed him on a floor, on the floor on a blanket, you know, with this little thing up above him, little toys, what do they call Mobile thing. Um, and placed him there, and quickly got in the shower, and quickly out, you know, speed shower. When I got out, I came to the room where I'd placed him, and he wasn't there. And I freaked out, "Ah, he's not here, and I walked to the next room, and what do you know, but that little bugger had rolled all the way into the next room. Now, you may not have chosen your circumstance and you may not be able to roll out of it, but I will say you have a choice how you can roll through it. My good friend Carolyn told me about, told me the story of visiting her cousin, her first cousin. Now, her cousin had been in a car accident a few years back. She'd lost everybody in that car accident, her cousin, her son, and her daughter. And she was left paraplegic after this accident. My friend Carolyn asked her during one visit, she said, you're always so positive, such a joy to be around, and yet you've experienced so much loss. Carolyn asked her cousin, "How how do you do it? She said, here's how I do it. She said, every month, I put it on the calendar. I put a pity party on the calendar. And one day a month, I'll just give that whole day to feeling sorry for myself, and I'll throw myself one heck of a pity party. She said, but every other day of the month, if I start to feel sorry for myself, I'll stop and I'll say, no, my pity party is next Wednesday. Not today. My friend Carolyn tells me she's just such a joy to be around, despite her circumstance, why she's made a choice, how she's rolling through this circumstance she would have never chosen. Paul writes to the Philippians, Finally, my brothers and sisters, he said, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Pure, pleasing, commendable, excellence, if anything, is worthy of praise. Think about these things, he writes. Back to Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson studied philosophy. He was a fan of Epicurean philosophy. And one of the truisms he gleaned for himself out of his studies of philosophy, he wrote in a letter to a friend. Here's what he wrote. Happiness is the aim of life. Virtue is the foundation of happiness. Virtue, like whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, admirable virtue, the foundation of happiness. So, my friends, my question to you today is what you thinking about? What's in your mind? Who's gotten in there? What's gotten in there? Is it pure? Is it true? Is it noble? Is it honorable? Is it praiseworthy? If not, I would suggest you reconsider your sources. Here's a pro tip. A few months back, I decided I would stop watching, let me back up, I decided I'd not turn on cable news. If my husband turned it on, I would be in the room. I decided I would stop turning on cable news and instead I would read all of my news. And you know what that's done for me? I'm, I'm happier. I am happier not watching cable news. Let's face it, and this is just a little bit of of relevant reality, in order for them to stay online, they have to sensationalize the news, don't they? They do. And yet, I know people who, who can't be in their home without having cable news on. So here's my challenge for you. Give it up. Read your news. And in fact, I'm so serious about this challenge that I am going to pay for your newspaper subscription if you will pledge to give up cable news for a year. I've got the pledge forms right here. It's our logo, Chapel by the CZ. Cable news pledge. I, has a line for your name, choosing to be of sounder and more joyful mind do hereby pledge to turn off cable news and talk radio for one year, beginning, here's the date, line, there's the line, so that I will re- t- remain informed regarding current events. I will read reputable news, including, here's a newspaper of your choice, to which the annual subscription rate is, here's the amount, by this I am choosing Joy joyfully, and there's your printed name, your sign name, and the date, who wants one? You can read the newspaper. You have to turn off cable news. You have to turn it off. I'm serious. I, I, I ain't joking. I, uh, well, there's national newspapers out there. I've got a, all right, all right. Teddy, maybe you can help me out. You, you pass those out for me, Teddy? All right. I, I, if, there's, if you need more, I'll do, I, and, and, and I'll pay for your newspapers. Local news, there's one local newspaper. and There's nat- all kinds of national newspapers. We'll have them out in the North Ex. You're laughing. I knew you would because you know, I'm a little crazy every now and then. I really believe that cable news is bad for our health. And I really believe that it's the antithesis of what Paul is talking about in his letter to the church at Philippi. Cable news, whatever is pure. Cable news, whatever is true. Cable news, whatever is, what else does he say, commendable. Cable news, excellent. Cable news, worthy of praise. Cable news, yeah, just, honorable, honorable. If you have to have some noise on in the house, turn on some beautiful music. Here's an idea. Friends, this is one way. It's not the ultimate way. Nobody's making you do this. It's an invitation. It's an experiment. If you choose to join me in this, let's talk about it later. But follow the advice of the Apostle Paul. Be careful what you put in your mind it has an effect on your well-being don't believe me ask doctors there's studies beyond studies on this whatever's pure whatever's true whatever's honorable whatever's good whatever's right think about these things he writes can we do that can we choose joy Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.